the diamond, I The Empathy Museum presents A Mile in My Shoes. If you want to go for a good hike over rough terrain, these are the shoes you need. But you need size 13 feet to wear them. They're very strong and chunky, good ribbing on the sole. The top is pale brown suede. They're lace-ups. They rise quite high to cover the ankle and protect uh, the ankle joints. There's a big, soft tongue in the shoe, which probably be very comfortable when you lace them up tight to keep the wet out. They're a very good, strong, working, hiking shoe with steel toe caps too, so if you dropped anything on your foot, it wouldn't hurt you at all. These shoes belong to Simon Peterfee. This is his story. The judge pretty much put it to me that um, I had to choose between campaigns like the Kimberley and the Shark Hunt or my children but I chose campaigns like the Kimberley and the Shark Hunt for my children. My name is Simon Peterfee. I'm an activist who passionately defends the planet. The day um, I, f I spoke to my friend Paul Watson and found out that the uh, Shona Maru was tailing the Steve Irwin, I was shocked because I didn't know that it was actually off our coast and in our territorial waters. And so I spoke to the good captain and offered a team of forest rescue guys to go out and, and board the Shona Maru because if I didn't know, then the only way to get the word out to the public was to uh, let them know through an audacious action. And for that reason, we decided uh, the best course of action was to board the Shona Maru. The boarding was, um, was planned pretty haphazardly. Um, we only had about uh, just over 24 hours to do it. And there was a lot of uh, potential dangers and we had to sort of look at all of those uh, scenarios in a very, very quick fashion. The only sort of worry I contemplated was uh, to miss the boarding, to fall in the water and then to be lost in the water. I suppose that was the, the scariest scenario for the boarding. We're on. Go, go. Initially the, uh, the Japanese were a bit apprehensive and a bit uh, obviously caught off guard. You know, we'd got through billions of dollars worth of security equipment and um, all their best efforts to keep us off the boat. And initially obviously they were a little bit upset. But um, as time went on, we built a relationship with them. We tried to uh, talk in Japanese and uh, followed their customs and their ways and uh, got on with them uh, reasonably well. And I think uh, we saw a bit of the human in each other in that experience. Our strategic goal was to break the tail of the Shonamaru from the Steve Irwin. And in that way, we actually achieved that mission in that uh, the Shonamaru had to wait for the customer's boat and another whaling boat was pulled off the hunt to follow the Steve Irwin. So we managed to uh, break that tail of the security ship and we also managed to pull a whaling ship out of the hunt. Right now we are in the middle of the um, sixth major extinction of the planet. That means in the years 1980 to 2045, in that 65 year period, more species of plants and animals will be lost than in the previous 65 million years. So if, if there's a time to get out there and, and grab the bull by the horns, it's now and the actions of um, our generation will uh, determine the fate of humanity. I was brought up in a uh, very working class area, uh, Frankston in Melbourne, you know, which is no uh, holiday camp. And I was also brought up in a, um, a very rough family upbringing. And I suppose that forging as a youth in that uh, you know, rough environment, you know, set me in good stead for the, for the challenges I faced in the future. My dad was a um, post-war refugee in World War II. They were on the losing side of the war and he saw all sorts of atrocities as a child and had a very hard upbringing. 
and consequently um, he felt there was a need for me to have a hard upbringing um, to make me tough, he said. Years down the track, Dad's a little bit upset about that now, I think, and he has tried to apologise about the amount of uh, physical abuse he put me under. But I tell him, no, Dad, I thank you for that. I take it as a total blessing. There's no way I could walk into a forest coop and have ten loggers who, you know, want to bash me and, you know, worse without being fearful if it hadn't been for the upbringing that I had. And, um, you know, I thank him for, uh, you know, putting me through that ordeal to make me the tough, resilient person that I am today. I joined the Army at 17. It was my first job, my first career, for want of a better word. It wasn't me, but um, it certainly gave me a lot of very valuable training, which I use to, to this day on how to help protect the environment. The very first experience I had with forest activism, I was sitting in a place called Moon's Crossing with a good friend, and we were swimming in this paradise surrounded by carry trees in this beautiful river with waterfalls, and off in the distance I could hear the buzz of a, uh, a bulldozer. I said to my friend, what's that? And he said, oh, that's just around the corner. A crow, you blocked their log in the forest. So we got in our car, we drove around and had a look. And maybe about two kilometres from where we'd been swimming, there was a clear fell, an area the size of about 10 football fields, completely flattened. Not an ant alive, not a blade of grass, nothing. And um, I was just absolutely overwhelmed and shocked to think such a beautiful, sacred place in nature could be destroyed so badly. So that really ignited uh, the green fire in me to fight for the environment. Warrant was a very big campaign. That was a um, campaign to save our state emblem, the Numbat. There were um, 1,600 pandas in the wild and yet less than uh, 1,000 Numbats. And yet the state government moved in in 2012 to destroy 1,200 hectares of the last home of the Numbat in the southwest. And so it was a campaign that um, was very close to my heart. Very early in the piece, a few of us had seen Numbats. And I had the privilege of standing there uh, four metres from a logging road and seeing a beautiful little number and taking its picture. And um, it really hit home to me the importance of our work, that if we failed, the number was highly likely to become extinct sooner rather than later. And sadly, it was, it was very much like trench warfare and we fought for ten weeks and we gave it to them, but um, obviously not hard enough and there was a little bit of uh, backing off from the pedal to the metal at times, and that uh, disappointed me because that was coming from my own self, and um, others were getting tired as well. And um, sadly, um, that uh, gave them the opportunity for a bit of breathing space, and uh, they managed to plough through those two coops of most intact Nambat habitat. Yeah, look, if I had my time back again with that campaign, there would be no holds barred. I would fight so much harder and it's one of my greatest regrets to this day that I didn't. If you fight this to the um, absolute upteenth level, which I try and do, then you make huge personal sacrifices. It's a bit like becoming a monk. Pretty much you're never going to have any money ever. In fact, you're going to be in poverty and you're going to lose all your possessions and you're going to owe massive amounts of money in fines. So you have a vow of poverty. You almost have a vow of chastity because it makes it very, very hard to hold a relationship with a partner that if you're so dedicated to the planet, the um, partner often feels you're in a, they're in a second uh, situation, and, and they are. It also makes it very hard to have a job. Unfortunately, um, through my um, many times of being arrested, I've now got a, a very lengthy criminal record, and that has cut me out of my traditional field of caring as a work field, as a workspace. Sadly, when I go for jobs these days, it's very difficult because uh, you're a bit like a, a B-grade celebrity who people are happy to meet but they don't want uh, you working for them. 
and the greatest blow I've ever suffered in this work was losing my sons in the family court. The judge pretty much put it to me that um, I had to choose between campaigns like the Kimberley and the Shark Hunt or my children. But I chose campaigns like the Kimberley and the Shark Hunt for my children. I want my children to have a better world and I feel the, uh, their fate and the fate of humanity rests in the work of those who do work on the front line. And all those wins we have will have a, a direct impact on their quality of life. One of the greatest um, pride I have in my whole uh, life and the whole world is to go past those beautiful shrines of nature that only are there because a small dedicated band of people prepared to stand in front of the bulldozers, in front of the machines and drive them away. And when I go with my sons through the southwest and take them to these places, it fills my heart full of pride. It gives me uh, reassurance that I know I'm on the right path. A few months ago, I um, had a health scare and that I had a, um, a pretty major heart attack. And uh, we all know we're going to die someday, but I suppose this really hit home to me, the finite nature of life. So what happened is I realised that there was going to be no more holding back anymore in, in any way. And that uh, included obviously my fight for the planet. I've got 20 more years of this work at the most, and I'm going to make the most of every single moment in defending the planet and the way I live my life to make the earth first in all those decisions that I make for her. The greatest jewel in the crown for me was James Price Point because there were so many reasons to save that place. There was no greater feeling than walking down that beach after knowing that it was safe, safe for a while because um, sadly in the work that I, I work in, every win is temporary and every loss is permanent. Simon's story was produced by Mary Fattin. His shoes are part of a growing collection of footwear hosted by the Empathy Museum's A Mile in My Shoes exhibition. The shoes and stories come from all over the world. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram to find out where we're going next. <laughs>